Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a pleasure to be with you again today and from wherever you're calling from, good afternoon and good evening. I am thrilled to share amazing topics of consciousness and spirituality, science, and all of the things that will expand the mind and open the heart. And today we're going to have a really interesting conversation. It might bend the way you think. It might open you to some ideas and it may resonate if you are already in a place of more expanded thinking with everything going on in the world today so often it is easy to get caught up in the small details to get caught up in the things that are the fight and the struggle and to look at things from the dual perspective we have two eyes so we see two things but what if we were to unify that and see with a single eye and a bigger picture if we were able to see that all things work for good and that there really is nothing to fight or struggle against that perhaps everything is perfect exactly as it is and is part of a divine plan my guest today is Jonathan Masters, and he lived in a spiritual community in Fairfield, Iowa for five years and meditated in the Golden Domes twice a day. There he worked with a master healer who carried the vibration of Madhu Chandas, or embodiment of bliss, as he began working with her and with the principles of right use of will. Jonathan said, my understanding and experience of reality was expanding quickly and limiting mostly unconscious beliefs or samskaras, which were being dissolved. He has written a book called God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age. And it has its own process of evolution and refinement that will happen through you as you meditate, contemplate, and simply look at the pictures and study the phrases that are shared. I'd love to share one with you right now before we bring Jonathan onto the show. Your innermost, deepest, calmest, and most innocent place within is the creator, maintainer, and destroyer of all that is and ever will be. You have already experienced this place there, within you. Due to its nature, you may not have noticed. Are you aware of the foundation of the building you are in? What a big question, and what a great place to start. Jonathan Masters was born in Ohio but grew up in New England after his physicist father transferred to MIT. One of his earliest memories is seeing the first ruby laser machine shoot a coherent beam of red light at a piece of paper. For Jonathan, it sparked a lifelong quest to understand the nature of life and the universe. His inward journey included learning and teaching meditation under the guidance of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and studying the right use of will. His outward journey is as husband, father, entrepreneur, inventor, professional consultant, and perhaps more traditional, writing God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age, which is his offering of gratitude and inspiration. Welcome, Jonathan, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I love the book because it is beautiful to look at, but also it's very simple 
but profound. Each of the pages, each of the phrases, whether it is a paragraph or whether it is a single line, is something that someone could sit and contemplate and meditate on and really allow their curiosity to take them places that perhaps their identity or mind doesn't. And that's probably the place that I'd like to start. Oftentimes, the expansion of consciousness has to arise first from that place of curiosity, perhaps the seeker, perhaps the question of who am I. What is it that you think is most vitally important right now, especially with all that we're facing in the world today for people to be curious about? Wow, thank you. That's a big question. First, I just want to thank you and also let you know that I am sitting and have the book on my lap and I was open to the exact same aphorism that you read. So (laughs) (laughs) we're synchronous. We are synchronous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, it really is about more and more awareness and establishing one's sense of oneself. And it's so easy, it's so common to have five senses and to see and hear and feel and touch and taste and smell everything around us and think that that's somehow about us. And the first place to start really is that there's a knower and a known. And what you are knowing and who you are as a person, as a being, as a consciousness, is different than what you are on the outside. So I think the curiosity about oneself is, is very important. It's, it's a challenge, though, so often when we have things that we're facing in the world, whether it's an individual that is challenged at their job or someone that is struggling through financial hardship, perhaps relationship struggle, uh, dealing with you know whether or not to get vaccinated uh, in regard to this pandemic, uh, dealing with the struggles that are taking place in the healthcare system or the government. There's so many things that people face that take our attention that take us away from the inner world and make the outer world seem so large and so much more important. Are they different and distinct in terms of the level of presence and importance that we have to have with one versus the other? And how do we balance that? I would like to, I, I would like to give a somewhat long answer to this, which is that we all have uh, what I like to call an emotional body. And this is uh, through time, through our experience, whatever, we get wounds, we get hurts, we get occlusion, so that that emotional body is not vibrating fully. If it's vibrating fully, it's vibrant. It reflects light. It holds and, and can uh, expand and express itself. But where there are dark areas, where there are places of wounding and hurt, and um, then it's not vibrating fully. We're not fully present in those places. And so what's happening, though, is that the, those, that emotional body, which is vibrating, is attracting and creating our experience, unconsciously or consciously, it doesn't matter. So when we're having uh, trouble at this, that, and the next thing, 
those things are po- those troubles are pointing us to something within ourselves. So I have an analogy. I have like a tool I, I'm I'm going to suggest, which is that each of your experiences, think of it like a gift rack, gift wrapped box, right? It's out there. It's 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 been wrapped, and there's a ribbon. There's a ribbon around the box, and the ribbon is coming to you, is that experience. The ribbon is that experience. And so if you if you give yourself a little time and space, you can follow that ribbon, follow that. You feel it, you sit with yourself, you feel, you quiet, and you can follow that ribbon back to its source, which is the skipped wrap box. And you can open the box. And then in the opening of the box, which is which means feeling and understanding what's going on. Now, the understanding is kind of secondary in a sense, but that's important to engage also in some, t- in some cases, that that will be a healing experience. And as that box is open, as you follow that thread of feeling to this place of difficulty or wounding or stress or incomprehension or negativity, then that will move. It will begin to, once it's opened, it begins to, to move, to purify, to, to evolve itself. Keep the relationship with it. Keep it, feeling it, to ask what it says. And then you will experience an increase in your own wholeness, a feeling of integration of whatever that was. And then a place of light where there was before a place of darkness. You know, I, I've had so many different experiences, particularly in the last few years, that have been the the waves, the high and the low waves, that have really helped me to see and understand and know that when we allow ourselves to be present to exactly where life has brought us, that the light is inside of that, and that that is the way that the divine experiences and expresses through us and that there is no uh, separation from this dark and light, that they are the epitome of wholeness when both of them are embraced fully and completely. And that's, that's what I was reminded of when you were speaking about diving into that emotional body and really allowing those things to come up. And you talk a bit in the book about releasing sanskaras or the karmic imprints and and through the book, you, you help people raise that vibrational presence and increase that almost from this place of really embracing what I would say is more of our humanity, that ability to feel both the dark and the light. Can you share yeah. a little bit about the shadow, the light, the darkness, the divine, and how it's all one? I think you hit on something very important, which is the humanity. And what happens is that we... Um, Especially, I think people, I would say people in the spiritual pursuit category, <laughs> even you might say spiritual people, tend to, um, at certain points, maybe it's part of the process, I don't know, but and it was for them to, to kind of try to divorce themselves from their humanity. Like, um, you know, that's, that's I, I just want to be in the light. I just want to be perfect and pure and good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling the world right now that that is a formula for death and destruction. It is absolutely. Know, <laughs> it is absolutely. Yes, go ahead. And it's not only your death and destruction. It's that everyone else's when you're 
shedding your what you think is bad or negative or whatever. You're shedding it. Where do you think it's going? It's going out there somewhere, <laughs> and it's creating the chaos and stress and destruction that we're seeing on the planet. You know, Jonathan, I have often said and, and, and contemplated myself about the things that take place and how uh, lightworkers or so many people that have a spiritual leaning, they, they make this extra effort to be, I, I need to be positive, I need to be of the light, I, I need to shine bright, I need to impact out there with nothing but, but the goodness. And so they do suppress that part of themselves, the shadow nature or, or what they don't want to fully feel in life. And, and yet they, there are certain things that they fight against and struggle against. And I sit there and I think, okay, if we are the ones that are of the light and supposedly have the higher vibration because of the work that we've done, then our struggle and fight against something actually has more power to create what's in the world than someone that's unconscious, because at least they're not intentionally putting the effort in there. Can you talk a little bit about how when someone has increased vibrational frequency, when they do bump up against something and they fight it, what you see as the ripple and the impact that actually happens in the greater world? Yes. I'm always very hesitant to sort of, I know it's there, it's maybe something I'm working through or on, but this, this sort of hierarchical understanding of, of uh, certain people with certain power and other people with less power and the everyday person. And the, but, but I think it's true. There, there's, this is described in the right use of will, actually. When you get to a certain point of like a 50%, like if you re, you've recovered 50% of yourself, then it's kind of like more self-perpetuating, like like it's like a positive spiral to recover more of yourself than a negative spiral when you lose more of yourself. And I think there is something like that. There is something like the as you are more powerful, and this this is power. This is not power over. This is not the traditional understanding of power. This is powerful as the ability to create and understand oneself. Powerful as to be the ability to align with the universe, and as that's tr- as that becomes more and more true, there is a kind of um, way in which you're you're also holding yourself to a higher standard of responsibility. And so, I think you're right. I mean, I think that that, that as one denies oneself from a place of more and more wholeness which is less and less frequent, but anyway, then, then it could have a higher impact, I guess. I, I don't know for sure. Well, I love the way you phrase that, <clears throat> and I want to clarify, I don't want anyone to think I was creating a hierarchy by mm-hmm. expressing people that have, have a higher vibration. And, I, and to me, the way you said it with the recognition of self is what I meant by higher vibration, that they recognize more of all of the who they are, uh, both in the positive and negative spectrum. And they, they work to increase their vibrations of light. But that embrace of both of our haves or all of our wholeness is, is also that embrace of humanity. And you talked a little bit about um, 
how we need to embrace that and we can't just be in the positive spin. Yet there's this paradox that exists, especially if you look at Buddhism or some of the other spiritual teachings where we're to attain a level of equanimity, which can almost create a sense of indifference and apathy if someone remains there too long. But is that a necessary step towards humanity? Is that the neutrality we have to reach so that we can then embrace real humanity? No, this is a fundamental and destructive misunderstanding in the spiritual world. Fundamental and destructive misunderstanding. Shall I repeat? (laughs) And the origin... (laughs) And the origin of this is explained by Marashi very cogently, is that it's the difference between the student and the teacher. The teacher, in this case, an enlightened being, has reached a state of consciousness, has embodied a state of consciousness where a correct description for that person of his or her state is one of equanimity. And that equanimity comes from the positive uh, experience of wholeness and being silence all the time, 100% a wakefulness, wakefulness, lively being wakefulness. And that is, that is so much more than the changing phenomenology we see here, there, everywhere, everywhere. And that creates a situation, an experience of equanimity. So the student looks at this Buddha, let's say, ah, oh, that person is so calm in all situations. I'm going to be like that. And the method of getting there is totally 100% wrong. And that is to suppress the ups and downs, to get rid of negativity, to become apathetic. And this is exactly the, the result is apathy. The result is disengagement. The result is destruction and death. So this needs to be turned around and turned on its head to uh, understand it much differently. And understanding it is to experience one's own happiness, one's own wholeness, one's own um, totality within. And that will bring possibly a state of equanimity. Or it may bring a state of great creativity and excitement, you know? My guest today is Jonathan Masters. He is the author of God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age. This book blends art and insight. The guidance within takes us on a tour of many of our dearly held beliefs, challenging them and giving us the precious opportunity to reconsider, feel, and to see things anew. I invite you to check out his work and go to the website, uh, which is GodHasInfiniteFrequency.org, the same as the title of the book, GodHasInfiniteFrequency.org. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Jonathan Masters and Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we dive back into conversation with Jonathan Masters and about his book, God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age, I want to tell you about a special offer for 1111 Talk Radio listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally in your area, and the service is available to clients worldwide. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, and you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you get to schedule a weekly video or phone session, so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Again, that special offer is 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. 
that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Before there was writing, before there was speech, there was longing and love, togetherness and loneliness, hierarchy and pain. We carry within us our pre-verbal, archaic experience. This can be a source of incredible power and insight, connecting us to new realms. But also buried there are the painful seeds that, unresolved, have led us to the brink of catastrophe. The reflections we see of destruction, poverty, suffering, wars, and starvation have their origins within us all. Listen to those without voices. You will hear yourself cry. This is from the book, God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age. It is a multidimensional, artistic, and joyful experience that touches the core of who you are. Its gentle whisper resonates in your heart and helps remind you, ground you, and open you to new ways of seeing and experiencing yourself in the world. We are accompanied on a journey of recreation. As we take the journey, we find the destination is more of ourselves. Welcome back, Jonathan. There are so many powerful themes within this book. Uh, right there was one of them with that passage that I read. And, and it really beckons us to, to feel into all of those places that have been within us and have a deeper understanding that everything that we're facing today has its origin inside of us. And I love what you said about those without voices or where you're going to hear your own cry. Talk a little bit more about that. Yes, thank you. There's so much on the surface right now on the, in the world. There's, there's so much uh, electronic noise, I want to say. Uh, and it's just, it's, just a more, it's just more and more and more and more. But I think what what gets we, we get distracted by this. It's, in a way, it's a it's a huge distraction, and people are not feeling themselves. They're not feeling what's going on. They're not listening inside. They're listening outside. They're listening to whatever. And I'm not I'm not saying denigrating any of this. I'm just saying that the basis of a fulfilled and happy life is going to be understanding and living one's own creative self, its own potential. And if you're interested in kind of improving things for yourself, but also improving things for the world, I think it's really important to understand this dynamic. This dynamic that, yes, if you're drawn to go out and help people, then do it. However, Start with yourself. Start with understanding that the cause of what's happening outside also is inside. That you are, what you see is based on who you are. And what you might see as someone suffering, in a different state, you may see as someone um, evolving into an amazing being through a process that they've chosen. So I think there's that. And that there's also the fact that there's this dynamic of, well, I was trying to describe before, of 
when we cut ourselves off, when we cut ourselves off from ourselves, where we, where we um, kind of divide things into good and bad, and good and evil, whatever, and sort of push out that which we don't deem as good, we get smaller. And then we do it some more, and then we get smaller, and then we do it some more, and then we get smaller, until we're like really small. And so, what, you know, there's a couple of things. We're really small, and the, the circle that we're in is really small. But the other thing, that everything else that we've pushed out is kind of out there in the dark, suffering or not having light or not having the information it needs. And, and sometimes it can manifest in, in actual essence, can manifest in other bodies. So it creates that vibration of chaos through direct means or through indirect means. So that's why I say, listen to those without voices. You will hear yourself cry. You know, as you were speaking, it, it reminded me of an experience that I had. I had a friend that had flown back from San Francisco, and mm-hmm. she was telling me about seeing all of the homeless people in San Francisco, right. and how when she saw them, she knew that it was her purpose to send them all healing and love and energy and to raise them out of their condition. And then I happened to be going to San Francisco a couple of weeks later, and I was kind of halted in my tracks by them. And as I sat there, and I was in this park surrounded by all of these homeless people, I got a very different message, because I was also very present to the busyness of San Francisco, people bustling past one another, bustling past these people, looking at their phones, that distraction that you talked about earlier. And I thought, we've got it all wrong. These homeless people are there from whatever experience they've had, but they're actually grounding the energy. They're sitting. They're, they're holding a space in a way that we can't possibly fathom, and it is in our spiritual arrogance sometimes that we look down on people because of their circumstance and their condition. Tell me your thoughts on hearing that. And, and because you, you spoke about how people are in different experiences for different reasons, and even that is, is allowing a vibration and a light to emerge from it. Um, I'd just love to hear anything you'd like to say from, from those two perspectives of one sending light and, and the other seeing it more as a grounding of energy as opposed to something negative. Mm-hmm. Gandhi said something like, which is quoted in a book somewhere, of if you don't see God, then the next person you meet, look no further. Mm. It's until we understand that these people are part of us, we're not going to understand anything. And so I think that in terms of someone coming and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to save you, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to send you light, that's nice, but somehow it just feels, I'm sorry to say, off to me. It feels like um, it doesn't hold them able to evolve in the way they need to evolve. And at the same time, you know, if they're asking for help and, and they're asking for food and they're asking for, you know, I think we as a society um, should be, need to be providing 
a minimum basic level of subsistence for the people within the society. That's a kind of political viewpoint. And in terms of what their role is, grounding, they, they are reflecting. They are reflecting something. And what you experience and what someone else experiences, you need to look at that reflection. You need to feel into that reflection and feel what it is for you. Because they are doing you a service. You are doing them a service. We're all doing each other service. We're all reflecting back something to each other. And if you can really take that in with love and expand your heart to include these very vastly different and sometimes polarizedly opposite experiences, then you're, then you're getting somewhere. I, I think it's essential that we hold each other as capable regardless yeah. of the experiences that different ones are having because the divine is expressing in as and through each one of us and so that capability for evolution ascension any of the terms that people throw around these days uh, is possible for each one of us but in the same vein you speak of another radical concept but that also has to do with capability and that is that any one of us are capable of the terrible things on the planet as well and in fact contribute in some way to that in some of the radical terms that you relay especially relating to god god is spoken of as she god is spoken of as evolving you even say satan is a part of god tell us why this is important for people to embrace everything that God is all-compassing? Well, it's not really about people embracing. It's about a, a fundamental understanding. So this book is a lot about addressing different beliefs. And, you know, we operate on beliefs, conscious or unconscious. And one of the, if you think God, anyone, you say God to anyone, anyone, then that means to them some fundamental part of their understanding, belief system, and experience. It may, mean, it may mean different things to a million different things to a million different people. But if you say God, then it's something fundamental. And so if we can sort of shift that, just sort of allow people to say, hmm, what about that? If you can shift that fundamental belief, open that up, open it to more, then everything else is going to also shift. So that's why, you know, I named this book, God is Infinite Frequency. And some people have said, oh, don't put God in the title. Everyone will be turned off and they'll think it's a religious book or whatever. But I feel like I'm putting that out there. I mean, that's, that's what I want to say. And, and I say, yeah, she is everywhere, everywhere and every time. And this is another very radical thing I'm saying, that God's truth is the highest, most complete truth available. At the next point in time, that is again true. So it's not something fixed. This experience of God, fundamental aspect of the universe, it's not fixed. It's recreating itself at all times, at all places. It's a it's a explosively creative, <laughs> beautiful, unbelievably incomprehensible experience. There's a lot of talk about masculine energy, feminine energy, patriarchy. 
Me Too movements, all kinds of things that really create more of that polarization. And within all of it, there's this blending and threads of power and force that are taking place, almost this, this dance between power and force that takes place among all things. In many of the structures that exist in the world today, it appears as if there's almost more force than there is power. Can you talk a little bit about the distinctions between personal power, divine power, um, those types of concepts, or, or how we are to expand into that greater picture of really embodying an increased frequency of power? as opposed to this imbalance of masculine and feminine energies that seems to be dancing. Right. Well, I like your distinction of force versus power. I never thought about it that way. I was thinking of different kinds of power. But I think of, let's say, force or, or power over another person. You know, it's always a two-way street, but yet still one person is exercising power and, over another person. And that's not... Um, let's say that's not a heart, ex- not always a heart expanding experience for either party. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so, this thing about polarity, let me just talk about polarity as a second. So, you talk about feminine, masculine, certainly everyone is uh, familiar with that, you know, distinction. There's up, down, right, left, heavy, you know, hard, soft, whatever. But what is it that allows a, a person to sort of live and comprehend these different polarities? There's only one aspect. There's only one force, and that's love, and that is the heart. It is love which can unify. And this is not, and again, another misunderstanding. This is not about making everything the same. It's not about that up should be the same as down and let rest, you know, it's not about that at all. It's about, there's another one in here which says that, you know, you, once we are on a basis of unified, of unification, of unity consciousness, then the differences will be incredible. The differences now are just starting to come out. Wait till we get unified. Then the differences will be just magnificent. And, That'll be based on what? Based on this unity. And unity is not conformity. Unity is the embracing, the ability to live this paradox. There's, and the, the, the greatest distance is between the silence and the activity. The silence, the absolute beingness, which permeates everything. And the creative creation world, the created world with colors and lights and sounds and movement and destruction and instruction and whatever. And those are the two greatest polarities of all. And that's what we're growing into as we grow, as our heart expands, to be able to to hold those two things, to experience those as not uh, countering each other, but actually part of oneness. Once we experience our unity, our differences are no longer a threat. Unified, we can safely express ourselves. And if you think we are different now, there are many souls and many aspects of souls that have yet to manifest due to judgments and misunderstandings. 
what do you think all those bar scenes in Star Wars have been preparing us for? This is from Jonathan Masters' book, God Has Infinite Frequency. You can go to godhasinfinitefrequency.org to find out more. This has its own process of evolution and refinement. Blending art and insight, this beautifully crafted book takes us on the tour of many of our dearly held beliefs, challenging them and giving us the precious opportunity to reconsider, feel, and to see things anew. Once again, find out more about Jonathan Masters at GodHasInfiniteFrequency.org. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest, to, my guest today is Jonathan Masters, and we are talking about his beautiful book of art and words and sentiments and contemplations titled, uh, God Has Infinite Frequency. Uh, it is a beautiful depiction that is going to have you uh, meditate and inquire and become curious and find answers within yourself. So I invite you to go to his website, GodHasInfiniteFrequency.org. Jonathan, we were talking a little bit during the commercial break, and you were 
making a statement which I have seen in your book, and that is, what if people are getting exactly what they need? And for some, that might bristle them, that, that might feel the challenge of that based on the circumstances that they're going through. But it's a hard truth. And so often, uh, when we're looking at spiritual health or truly evolving from where we are, it's the hard truths that are the ones that are going to actually break us through. Talk a little right. bit about that particular statement, that people are getting exactly what they need. So I want to read the whole thing because actually there's a vision here. There's a vision that comes, and then I want to ask, answer your question more directly, which is that what if people are getting what they need? What if there is reincarnation and karma and our actions have consequences that go between lifetimes? And what if God is present everywhere and the universe is functioning perfectly? And what if each spirit is getting what he or she needs to learn, to connect, to become one with love and truth? And what if each person is a node on a multidimensional grid connected to all other nodes so that each person is experiencing the whole total reality that is completely their own <coughs> but is also an integral part of the whole? And I think this is important to, to really understand our connectedness to each other and when we sort of pity people or make them victims or make ourselves victims or play all these different roles, we're diminishing. We're diminishing the experience of life, the experience of creation. And so I, I, this experience came from a place, came from a remembrance of a place on another, another planet where the reality was different. And there was this kind of nose and connectedness. And there was really this experience of oneness among people. So, you know, we've all been in the experience. We've all grown up. We've all been in challenging situations and, and found out that we learned something. And how did, we, how did we learn tennis? How did we learn to do anything? Sometimes there's work involved. Sometimes there's discipline involved. Sometimes there's failure involved. And... Um, if we hold people, if we, if we see their wholeness, we're doing them the maximum benefit. I'm not saying don't do anything else. I'm saying that that's the starting point, to see their divinity. That's when you'll know what to do next. Mm, I love that. I love that. There's another radical concept that I was really thrilled to see inside of your book that I'd love to, to step into because this one is probably a provocative one. But it's another one of those kind of hard truths that we have to look at, particularly, particularly as women, I would say we have to look at it. Um, why did the goddess create patriarchy? <laughs> why did the goddess? Well, why don't we ask the goddess? <laughs> <laughs> I can see how there is a great role where those two are combined, and it, it makes total sense to me. I can even feel it viscerally in my, my body um, and have had some of those thoughts myself before. I'd love to hear what came through right. you in, in that concept. Well, here's the thing. This is a statement of real empowerment. This victim stuff, forget it. The goddess created the patriarchy. All right? Stand up and stand for it. And the, the goddess within us all 
you know, stop trying to push it off on someone. Take responsibility and also understand that it's now being dismantled. The goddess is dismantling it. (laughs) (laughs) The goddess created everything. So, of course, she created the patriarchy. Huh? (laughs) You know, (laughs) to disempower the goddess, to think that, oh, the goddess doesn't have that power, you know. Some, some, you know, it's just, it's, it's sad. So, what I'm saying is, uh, when we realize that the God has created the patriarchy, we will know how to transform it into something that works for everyone who is staying. Yes, and what I saw was or heard through that statement was a, a really subtle, but powerful call. For each person to take responsibility. Because whatever we've created in our lives, we've created it from some level of ourselves. And there is a certain level of responsibility and spiritual health that we must uh, be steward of. Talk a little bit about what you see as spiritual health and how someone can empower their spiritual health. You know, it's interesting. I... I uh, started writing all about spiritual health. In fact, there's a whole little essay because we have physical health, we have mental health, we have emotional health. What is spiritual health? What does that even mean? And so I I began to think a lot about it. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I can tell you the essence of it, which is that we understand and experience our spirituality as part one in part and parcel to our whole life. It's not something separate. It's not something we go to church on Sundays or whatever. Um, It's not that we don't go to church on Sundays. It's not enlivening and we do our meditation, whatever we do, it's fine. But it's really about integrating that into our daily lives so that it's the experience. This is not something that's really... Uh, easy for something mentally. I mean, mentally, is, is it's good to have the mind come along. But really, it's about experience. And that means feeling. And that means uh, spending the time to, to, to have some silence and to feel and to, and to what we talked about at the beginning, kind of unravel our wounding, heal. I think that's the crux of it. We all have to allow ourselves to really heal. We came to be human, and it's time to find our humanity. I would love for you to share a little bit about how the artwork came about within the book, what your desire and intention and mission for this book is, and if there's anything going on in the future that people can uh, come and see you or work with you in some way. Yes, thank you. Um, I just want to say one other follow-up, which is that just start to be aware and just no more victim. God, it's just so, that's a waste of time at this point. So <laughs> it's kind of following up what you were saying. But yeah, the art, you know, I just, I was going through life, right? And I started just seeing things and just feeling things and seeing that, ah, this is worth writing down. So I started writing all these things down. and. I thought, well, how can I 
kind of what feels right to be able to express this. This is not a narrative thing. This is a, a kind of a gestalt thing, you know, where you where you want your left and right brain to be engaged, and you want someone's heart and mind and, and body and whatever. And so I just thought this, you know, blending this stuff with artwork, and this is really a little bit of a new art form. You you see a new form. You see, you know, people put words on you know, pictures and stuff and put them all over Facebook. This is not what this is at all. This is the sort of integration of a thought with the sense of the visual experience in a very different way. And um, I, I came across, you know, one of, one of the artists, Jerry Felix, who does the kind of um, more colorful, abstract stuff, lived in Iowa also, and was a friend of mine and died, I don't know, 10 years ago. And um, I was able to be able to use her art through the kindness of her estate, uh, her sisters. And um, Annie U. Davis, I, you know, I was in D.C. one time with my son and we walked into the, I think it was the Swedish consulate or something, and she had an exhibit. And I went, wow, this stuff's fantastic. She does more representational, but it's and she's she's a real social warrior. And so a lot of the stuff that's in the book is um, a kind of uh, looks at has people in it that are that are in different situations, which illustrate and talk about their own journey and their own spirituality that that fit perfectly with many of the things. So that's how that's how that came about. It was a long dialogue with her the artwork is beautiful uh and it's it's quite profound and it is fitting well with so many of the words that are are in in the book and i think it's a powerful piece to blend the left and right brains to be able to uh, create a, a synchronous dance between them as you look at images and move through what's coursing within you in terms of old beliefs and letting those surface as new words are being brought in. So thank you for this beautiful work. We just have a couple of minutes left, and I'd love to dive into one more topic uh, that yeah. is is probably going to be a profound one for listeners to finalize on, and that has to do with love, because I think we are given this picture of romantic love where we're always longing for this. The fairy tales have taught us about love from the time we were toddlers, and yet, love really stands for something else that's far bigger, yet we've kind of been bamboozled and lost sight of it. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about love? Love of another is the most real of all illusions. This is one of the first aphorisms in the book. And it's the most precious because it's a window and a path to the truth. Love, supporting love is through the refinement of one's sensibility the refinement of one's nervous system, the refinement of one's ability. You know, to have experienced greater and greater love comes through um, a greater and greater capacity to love. And that would be through some of the processes we've been talking about. And everyone has their own process. But the first step, I mean, if, if one is resolute, if one is saying, you know what, this is really important, make that declaration and sit back and listen. Make that declaration and sit back and listen, and you will be surprised what you hear. 
Because the universe is supporting them. Experiences will come, people will come, thoughts will come, feelings will come. And then this can set you on a path. So this idea of love is to incorporate, to be able to hold. I keep I, I want to use the word comprehend, but comprehend in a different sense than, than mental comprehension. It's it's to encompass these these everything, everything, all experience. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It has been a pleasure. I invite you all to go and pick up this beautiful book. It is called God Has Infinite Frequency, Aphorisms for Our Fractured Age. Go to Jonathan's website, godhasinfinitefrequency.org, and I hope you'll join me next week with another great guest. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.